on KXNO. In the NFL, we normally focus on offense and defense, the quarterback or the edge rusher. When we talk about elite groups in football, we often turn towards a dominant pass attack like the Bills or a stellar pass rushing unit like the Cowboys. If we learned anything from the Ravens win over the Bengals last time, it's that all those special teams is often overlooked. An elite unit can truly make a difference. When the going gets tough, come playoff time. I'm Dan Patrick. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studios, now featuring Happy Mondays with two-for-one Happy CBD Cocktails, this is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Take you until noon, bottom of the hour. Uh, Nick Oson, 24-7 SportsCycloneAlert.com. Matt Rule fired. He will make $834,000 a month for the next 48 months. Woo! 834 k a month for four years. Oh, man, fired football coach. What a gig. Hello, Bama Bob. How are you, sir? <laughs> He's making Ken Miller money. Yeah, sure he is. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Good for him, man. He's going to be at Nebraska, I'm convinced of, and have been since uh, the day after Scott Frost was fired. Uh, we totally shall see. Agree. Hey, boys, before we get into recapping the Power Five conferences, and I would like to start with the Big 12 because I really dig it Thank this year. goodness. Now we're going to pass the ACC. Woo. Big 12's been good. I want to ask both of you this question right out of the shoot here. Trent and then Bama, who's the best team in Los Angeles? USC. You think? Oh, yeah. I mean, the story's good. I've watched a lot. In fact, I've probably watched more UCLA than I have USC this year. And that game, by the way, is in the Rose Bowl this year. Ultimately, I still think it's USC. Do you? Yeah. By, had, by a fair margin, Trent? Uh, there's a gap. I mean, on a neutral field, put the game in, in between. Well, Rose Bowl's neutral. <laughs> put it in a real neutral field. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd have USC by four, okay. four and a half, something like so that. So it's relatively tight. They're, yeah, yeah, they're better. Not significant by any means, but yeah, it's still USC, but I know where you're going here. Well, Bama's been all over UCLA, and uh, boy, they had a nice win. I I thought Utah was going to crush them. Dead wrong. Bama, you were right. Uh, do, you, do you agree with Trent that USC is still uh, the best team in L.A.? Slightly. Okay. Um, and it's a lot closer than I thought it would be. I mean, listen... DTR is playing great, mm-hmm. Robinson. I mean, he is really playing solid football, and their defense is a lot better than I gave them credit for. You just don't think of defense in the Pac-12. You just don't. And um, listen, Utah put up 32 points, but uh, their defense made some plays. I, I don't. I just think that that's a game that that all of a sudden, when it's relevant and it means a lot, it's it, it's great for the sport now we can talk about yeah. crowds and you know fan malaise and apathy or whatever you want to do and you know listen usc is going to own that town i think they always will when they're both when they're good um but football wise <clears throat> that's football wise yeah that's going to be a fun one i mean it really is i i don't i don't think there's a lot separating them now uh including on the sidelines you got to give chip yeah. some credit mm-hmm. it's taken a long time it is taking longer than most folks would have expected and I think if it weren't for that apathy a little bit that, uh, you know, he might have, you know, he might not be there right now, but they've given him time and maybe it was a buyout they didn't want to pay. Who knows? But 
he's got them where he's finally wanting them, and, and uh, that that game's got a lot of juice if if, if they keep on their current path, and I, I think they will because I don't know who's going to. And they both have a few tests, but it's really close and it's really fun. They are both really good teams, and they got both great have great uniforms, and I hope they both get to wear them oh on uh, gosh, the penultimate yeah. weekend uh, or Saturday. That be great. Oh, it's awesome oh when they All right, fantastic. Let's uh, we'll get back to the Pac-12. Trent, let's start in the Big Twelve. Your takeaway this weekend from the Big Twelve was you know a, a weird spot for Oklahoma State, and they just answered down mm-hmm. seven nothing. We talked about the onside early in the game. It just it was one of those games. It was a very workmanlike effort. Mm-hmm. I'm still a little concerned about that defense. I don't think they're good enough to get through, not just unscathed, but only one loss on the season and put themselves in contention for a playoff spot. But is the TCU good. game this week, or is it, or is it two weeks? Uh, I, I don't know offhand, but yeah, I, I just I like that Oklahoma State team. I like Spencer Sanders. He's taking the step. Yep. I just have concerns about that defense. Jim Knowles, obviously now at Ohio State, I it's think that's going to play out at some point. Some point that's going to play out. We're going to see the Cowboy defense end up hurting them. It's this week. It is this week at TCU. Big game. Big game. Uh, Well, Bama, uh, Trent, anything more on the the, uh, Big 12? Let's go to you, Bama. Uh, Listen, uh, Oklahoma, I don't know what's happening. I mean, less than 200 yards of offense. Um, We know, you know, Ewers, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing this. That's right. Yeah, Quentin Ewers, we knew he was going to make a difference, and man, did he. Uh, Although I don't know that anybody – I think anybody could have beat Oklahoma. That that's just a program that's Oof. just looks lost right now. And you know, you can talk about transition year or whatever you want to talk about, but uh and they had five different players attempt to pass in that game. I'm looking at the stats here. Um I mean Davis Bevel, I mean six of twelve, you know, for what? Thirty eight yards. Thirty nine yards in the air and hundred and fifty six on the ground. And a lot of those were just mop up yards. You know, B. John Robinson outgained him almost by himself and you know, you were through for 300 yards almost and four touchdowns. It, it was it's just a beatdown like you're not used to seeing from Oklahoma. And when it came on, coming on the heels of the TCU game, it's something's wrong. And I don't I don't know what it is, but uh, Britain Venables, <laughs> the honeymoon is over. Mm-hmm. Good win by the uh, Horn Frogs. Uh, I'm I'm I tend to agree on Oklahoma State. Um, but man, that's going to be a fun game this week uh-huh. because TCU's not taking any prisoners, and it's a shame that I hate that Daniels got knocked out um, of the uh, you know for Kansas. I just thought that, that mm-hmm. you would. Now listen, Jason Bean was he really played good. really he well. Did. In fact, <laughs> I mean, you know what, Ballard? Well. Jason Bean would start at Oklahoma. Listen to this: yes, Kansas' is backup yes. quarterback would start at Oklahoma. Yes, in a minute, absolutely. Um, so I just think that. I, it's too bad that Daniels went out, but I'm glad to see that it didn't just totally wreck the game. Yeah. It was a fun game. It was a fun environment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think Kansas Kansas is a good team, and they're they're gonna they got a couple more wins in them. Um, you know, outside of that, I mean, Kansas State, Iowa. Oh my God, the state of football. You know, football in the state of Iowa right now is, is it's really got to be tough to watch. But uh, Oklahoma State, I'm still going to stick with them as the class of that. But man, T- TCU is coming, and Texas. How good are they? Because we don't know how bad Oklahoma is, but they're they're pretty bad. And they're favored, what, Trent, 13 over Iowa State this weekend? Yeah, right in that range. Right in that range. Let's go to the Big Ten. Uh, my takeaway Friday night was um, Nebraska should have been down 28-zip. They were down 13-zip, and they were uh, they took advantage of it and scored a couple of touchdowns in the uh, second half and won the football game. Trent, your thoughts? Ohio State, 
Are we sure they're not the best team in the country right now? Uh, they might be. Uh, they, they had that ugly pick six early in the game, but outside of that, Stroud's doing his thing. The defense is improving. Speaking of, of Jim Knowles there, uh, definitely a big one. And I tried to tell you guys, you wanted to throw dirt on Wisconsin. This division stinks so bad in the mm-hmm. Big Ten West. See Mertz's numbers last couple of weeks? Well, all of a sudden, yeah. he's got something has changed yeah. there at least a weekend. That was against Northwestern, who is now 0-5 mm-hmm. since that win against Nebraska back over an island. Have not won in the continental United States but of Jim America. Jim Leonard, one of, I think, three interim coaches this weekend that got wins. They look good. Huh? They did it both on the ground and through the air. Look out for Wisconsin. I would love, and I, I have asked, I have gone, points bet has, name your own bet. I asked them, will you put up odds for the Big Ten West? I can't put find anybody that will put really? the odds out. I would love to bet on this stupid thing. So who would you bet if you could right Wisconsin. now? Wisconsin. You would? I would have done it last week before after the firing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bama, your thoughts on the Big Ten? Uh, I agree with you on Ohio State. I have the number one right now, and that's you know whether Bryce Young plays or doesn't play. Uh, Fingers crossed he, he does. Boy, I hope he does. Oh, oh my God. And I know we'll talk about it Friday. Guys, I cannot oh. tell you how good and how crazy of a scene you're going to see in Knoxville this week. It is <laughs> going to be off the charts, and it is about a 1000 bucks to get into that Jeez. game right now. It is unbelievable how hard that ticket is, but – uh, listen, they just keep rolling along them. No weaknesses. Now they haven't played a ton outside of Notre Dame, so let's, let's you know we have mm-hmm. to kind of acknowledge that they got bigger games uh, on the schedule. But uh, right now, you don't see a lot of weaknesses in that team. Nebraska, good for them, like you said. That's a game that under Scott Frost they would have lost. They would have just you know packed it in, mailed it in. You know, just okay, gosh, you know, here we go again, kind of thing. Uh, and good for them. Good for their kids. You know, not going to really make a big difference, I don't think, anywhere in the grand scheme of things, but just good for their kids to have success. Michigan keeps kind of screwing around early and then I'm not you know, kind of put away. I'm not either. I love and, Corm, you know, the running back. Corm's really good. Oh, oh he's he's the real deal. But yeah. if you stop him, you know, is McCarthy yeah. good enough to beat you? I don't I don't know that he is. I'm talking about a really good team here. Um, you know, Illinois, listen, I know it's ugly. I mean, field goal fest against Iowa, just ugly, ugly game. Uh, I recorded it, and then I saw the score, and I didn't go back and watch it. Why would you? Um, But look, Illinois, again, right there in the middle of it, guys. I mean, right in the middle of the Big Ten West, and who would have ever in 100 years thought that? They're on top right now, along with Purdue and Nebraska. Look at the Cornhuskers, tied for first Mm -hmm. uh, in the Big Ten West. Crazy. Um, But I like that team, and good for Purdue. That was a fun game. Somebody had I loved it. I mean, Purdue, Maryland, good, really good game. Two good quarterbacks. O'Connell played. He looked okay. Mm -hmm. Certainly put up the numbers, and uh, he and Tagovailoa really kind of duked it out. So fun, fun game there. Don't know how many people saw it. I did. I loved it. I I watched most of it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's Ohio State right now, and I know Michigan is ranked fourth, but – or. You know, I don't know if they still are or not. They were at the time, but it's just one of those where they are separating themselves, in my opinion, from everybody else. We we'll see when they get to the bigger games with Penn State and Michigan, but right now, very few weaknesses in that team. Yeah, Illinois gets uh, Minnesota this week. All of a sudden, yeah, Illinois, Minnesota, exactly. Big Ten West, lot on the line. It's crazy. It is absolutely crazy. They've it's, got five it's, wins. It should- yeah, uh, they get I mean, Nebraska. Well, they're going to a bowl. That's the big yes. thing. I mean, you know, Love we it. talked about it. Good for them. I mean, and we'll see if they can sustain it year over year. But Bilbo's kind of knows what he's doing, yeah. and he's doing it quick. There, two years he's got him there. So good for them. All right, uh, let's uh, real quick on this one. ACC Trent. 
Oh, ACC. I, I thought we were going Pac-12. I, I'm a little bit off here. Did they play football this week in the they, ACC? They did. Anything jump out at you? Apparently not. Uh, Nor me. Well, Clemson, workmanlike, right? Yeah, they struggled early. Right, but yeah. that Boston College offensive line, every time I flipped over to there, somebody was getting sacked. It, it was really, really, really bad. I didn't see a play. Um, Outside of that, yeah, what a crappy, crappy conference. It really is in a lot of ways. <laughs> Anything that stuck out to you? <laughs> Uh, not really. You mentioned Wortman Light for Clemson. I think it's a really good word. Uh, NC State, Florida State, competitive game, but I don't think either one. Of, listen, Clemson's got to go to Florida State. We'll see. Um, but they're kind of sliding down the pole now that, you know, I guess reality set in. How about Georgia Tech? I mean, again, good for them. Two wins. They, they fired Jeff Collins. Mm-hmm. The interim coach has taken over. I know nobody cares. I get it. But again, a program that's just really, I feel good for the kids in this situation that, you know, have just endured a lot for a lot of years. And, you know, thank goodness one of them decided to leave and go to Alabama. Um, that would be the running back, Mr. Yeah. Gibbs. Um, but yeah, he, uh, good. I, I'm just, I'm just happy for kids like that when they, you know, you fire your coach and, and now all of a sudden you have a little success. So, but yeah, you're right. Other than that, you know, I guess just next. <laughs> okay, and next would be the Pac-12. Uh, here's another interim coach at Arizona State. Put no win in the win column, beating Washington. Trent, that's an upset. That was a wash- upset, the one that I didn't see. I thought Washington, after letting one get away against UCLA, they came back. I thought that was going to be enough that they were going to right the ship and absolutely didn't happen there. Maybe a little bit early in the tenure, new coaching staff there. You know, these kind of kind of hard opportunities are going to be there. USC, Washington State's pretty good. Mm-hmm. And another just solid victory. They don't turn the football over again. What was the defense like? I didn't see any of it. Better? They were okay. Washington State's not playing a full strength offensively either. Okay. And, and that was a part of it. But it was just well, this third time a workmanlike victory. These are the kind of wins you need, though. Mm-hmm. Over the course of the season, you're going to be a playoff team. You have to win just those kind of games. Don't do anything dumb. Don't let a team hang around, coast into it. And USC, much like Clemson, was able to do the same. Yeah, Bama, uh, as you know, and uh, you were on the other side. I loved Utah in that football game. UCLA took it to them. Uh, really, the game was never in doubt that I saw. Uh, other than that, Bama, your takeaway on the uh, on the Pac-12 was? Uh, Washington, again. I mean, I this was a team I bought into, and I was wrong. I mean, I, I thought they got off to such a good start, and I knew they had a couple road games, obviously, at UCLA, at Arizona State, but we talked about those aren't, like, just – you know, like SEC row games. And I mean by that is, you know, like it wasn't a packed Rose Bowl with 100,000 people screaming at them. That was just a game that, you know, it wasn't a, a tough environment. And I can't imagine, I didn't see any of the game, but I can't imagine that the, the game, in you know, in Tempe was, was you know, all that tough. But right. it, those are just games, if you're building a program that you, you really need to win and just really disappointed, they're going to drop out of the, the top 25, and, you know, Penix was okay. He, he threw it 53 times. I guess Jeez. that's maybe a little bit of a concern if you can't generate a, a ground game against Arizona State. But uh, Oregon, you know, workmanlike victory. at UCLA, to me, is the story. I mean, uh, that they're just kind of trudging along, going along. They'll probably bump up another, you know, three or four spots. But w- we'll see what happens at the end of the year. And that Oregon-Stanford game, I mean, that was fun, but I don't know – what happened? But that game took about four and a half hours mm-hmm. to finish. I flipped over at, after midnight, twelve thirty. I think I rolled over cold. after midnight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I, surely there wasn't a lightning delay or anything. I just don't know if it was just slow and forever, or 
they had an injury or what. But, man, I, I was just surprised to see that on, and I tried to stay awake and couldn't caught the score the next day. But, uh, anyway, um, or good bounce back for Oregon State. But I think L.A.'s ruling that conference, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that's good for the conference. I, I mean, I do. Now, we could get a crazy situation where they play the was it the last game of the year and then they play in the championship game? No, they got two or, weeks. They got a week between it. Notre Dame and USC. Oh, yeah, Thanksgiving weekend. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, USC right. Notre Dame for sure. So UCLA is playing okay. somebody. But you're right. Yeah, they, okay. they go, they'll play two games in within the span of two weeks potentially. Yeah, yeah. which I think yeah. happened yeah. last year with UC with USC and or with the Oregon and Utah, right? I think you're right. Something think, something was crazy that way. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, yeah, good. Good for the. Uh, listen, if the conference is, uh, they're they're pinning the playoff hopes on USC, and they still could get there. But I just think that it's good for that conference if that game means a lot, and it looks like it's going to mean a lot. I'll say. Let's go to the SEC. So many stories. Tennessee back. I oh. think um, Mississippi back. State. Trent Condon. It's a team, indeed. And what our guy Pittman falling on some tough times at Arkansas. Yeah, they'll be all right. All right, they'll be all right. Hey, I want to start with Tennessee because I thought LSU was a live dog in this one. I thought the look ahead factor was going to be there to come out and dominate that game. From did start you? To by the way, a lot of people tried to talk you out of that. Did you? No, did you listen? No, no, of course you didn't. No, you just make money betting live betting Iowa unders oh, okay. the whole time, and you make it yeah. any money that you lose over the course of the game. That's the great thing about Iowa night games is there's so much money to be made on those unders, and, and we got right by the end of things. We talked a ton about Hendon Hooker, and he's really good. Mm-hmm. But Jabari Small, that mm-hmm. dude can run candy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he, he's got some physicality. He's got thighs. I mean, that guy, he runs the football. And he well. went over a hundo, did he not? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, He was really good in the game. Tennessee, they can move the football, and Bama said it at the top. So excited about oh, this week. And game day will be in Knoxville for this one, as they should be. My cats went down, Bama. I don't like it. I don't like it. No. Well, Will Levis went down. I that's know. the problem. Yeah. And that, you know, but that's still a game. If you're going to be a top 15, 20, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it, contender, you got to find a way to win that Beat game. South Carolina is just not very good. You had Rodriguez back. Um, seems like you should have found a way. Sometimes there's a shock factor when your quarterback goes down, and I think that's what happened there. But, you know, look, I just think that I think the SEC West. And and we saw it happen in, in Tuscaloosa. That I mean, what a what a crazy game that was. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, again, and you know, Jimbo Fisher making excuses at the end. Well, our quarterbacks hurt too, and we got guys out. And nobody wants to hear it. Hayes okay? King played really well. I thought he played really well, and that's a that's a concern if you're Alabama. Okay, if you let a guy like Hayes King throw for you know 250 yards and two touchdowns. And just throw balls up for grabs that your receivers can't go get, and or your I'm sorry, your DBs can't get. But and I'm telling you right now, Josh Heupel probably put on that game film, and he's looking at number three for Alabama, and he's like, okay, anytime mm-hmm. he's out there one on one, that's who we're going after because mm-hmm. he had a tough game. But the bottom line is Alabama handed it to them four times. They missed two field goals, had just an inordinate number of penalties, and A&M still couldn't come out of there with a win. And listen, if if Bryce Young doesn't play this week, which I think he will. Uh, Alabama, I don't think, has a shot in Knoxville because I think Tennessee is absolutely legit. I know LSU isn't what we thought they were. They're not a top 25 team. They're still a team in transition under Brian Kelly. Jaden uh, Daniels just hasn't worked out. I mean, it just, uh, it just, I don't know. He was okay in this game, but just they don't have a lot of explosive plays, but. Uh, man, Tennessee, 
definitely back. And I'm telling you guys, I think the, I think Alabama, that was a huge win for them because I think it kind of kept – they can now kind of drop this game if they have to, not that they want to or looking to, but in Tennessee and still come back and win the West. But all of a sudden, Ole Miss and Mississippi State are just sitting there, you know, just kind of hanging around. Is uh, the egg ball on, on Thanksgiving night again uh, this year? Please be. Is it? Uh, I'm looking here. Yes. yes. Six o'clock. Yes. Because yes. the Vikings Absolutely. played the Patriots on NBC that night. That's the that's the third game of the NFL triple header. Yeah, that's got your point. How, how big that's, is that? That's Thursday or Friday. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a Thursday night. Yeah, You're right. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's that'd be the egg ball. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, Ole Miss, I think, you know, kind of messed around with Vanderbilt. That's a tough team. Alabama's got a schedule ahead of them, guys. It, I mean, you just look at it. I don't want to make it all about them, but you know they just went to Arkansas, beat A and M. They're at Tennessee, and then they got Mississippi State next, and then they go to Ole Miss. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's a little bit of a gauntlet. So we'll see. Bryce Young back makes this game competitive. I can, as a college football fan, I can't wait for Saturday. Just absolutely can't wait for it. You're going to see a scene like you've not seen before in a long, long time because those people in Knoxville are fired up. They are legit. Hendon Hooker. Should be in the Heisman, you know, conversation. I agree. I've I've seen some, and listen, he's got a chance. But and I've seen some things about well, Tennessee should be ranked, you know, in the top four. You know, listen, you got Alabama and you got Georgia left on your schedule. Beat those two teams, and and you're in the top, and (laughs) you will be. Don't play them close. Don't make excuses. Don't say what. Take them to overtime and lose. Beat them, okay. And if you're not gonna, if you're ever gonna beat them, this is this is the time and. We'll pull out some stats for Friday about the Alabama Tennessee game that, that that will just boggle your mind. And it's but, been a long time uh, since been uh, since it's it's mattered like this. Yes. Hey, we got to go. Yes. To, we got to go to break. Let's real quick. Our last thing, uh, number team number four. Well, Trent, give me your top four because you're going. Are you going to elevate Ohio State? Yeah, Buckeyes number one, followed by Georgia, Alabama, and it is Clemson at number four for so me. So Georgia, Overtaking Michigan, because okay. I was a Michigan guy for a long for time. A long I was time. at the forefront of it. They're out. Clemson. So you have Georgia and Alabama. Well, that'll never happen because, again, there's still <laughs> yeah. season to be played. Right. That stupid TV show coming up here in a month that My you love. My favorite it's show. Just He's killing idiotic. it already. It is so stupid. <laughs> uh, Bama, your top four are is. I'm going to go with the same top three. I'm, I, I got to put Ohio State up there. Um, I'm going to put. <laughs> we'll put Georgia number two. I would listen. Alabama's got a chance to prove it if Bryce Young's mm-hmm. healthy and they go into win and not field, they'll jump back up. I'm putting USC at four, uh, and I, I think they would just beat Clemson head to head. I mean, I don't know. That's just my opinion. I mean, I just like the, the coach quarterback combination. Both of them have good coaches, obviously, pedigree coaches. But I'm going to put USC at six. I don't know that they'll finish undefeated, but I just think right now they would beat Clemson or Michigan if they played them. Mm. My four, I, my number four has got to be USC by an inch, uh, but it's going to be fun. By a lot of inch. football left. Sadly, not enough football left. We're halfway through, but it is what it is. It's eleven thirty. We have half of it left. That's though. good. That's a, it's half full. That's what we'll do today. Uh, <laughs> Bama, we'll talk to you on Friday. You have a good week. Thank you. Yep. Take care, guys. Good to talk to you, Bama Bob Trent and I talking college football, recapping as we do every uh, Monday at this time. All right, Nick Olson is next. Iowa State conversation when we come back. It's Des Moines Sports Station, one hundred six point three FM KXNO. NFL action is in full swing at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and a chance for even bigger wins for you. How about this? New customers, bet just $5 on any NFL team just to win. Bet them on the money line. You get $200 in free bets if they do. 
And check this out. In addition to those usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Waller over under yards. Travis Kelsey likewise. Either the quarterbacks. You get the drift. Uh, you can put those together part of your parlay and to make it even sweeter. You can throw down on those same-game parlays once per game day and do it all season long. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code KXNO to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. I get promo code KXNO only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. Iowa only. Bonus issued as free bets. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in required. Parlay and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility and terms at DraftKings.com slash football terms. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. 1-800-BETS-OFF. Guys, are you looking for an excuse to watch football all weekend long? Then schedule your vasectomy with the Urology Center of Iowa. The Urology Center of Iowa offers nitrous during your vasectomy, cutting-edge technology to help you relax during your procedure. Make the call to 515-400-3550. That's 400-3550 or online at iowauro.com. Vasectomies with the Urology Center of Iowa. And tell them you heard it on .org. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call them. I'm Dr. Kevin Baker, a Des Moines dentist and chair of this year's Iowa Mission of Mercy, a free two-day dental clinic. The Iowa Mission... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Of Mercy, or as you might know it, iMom, is coming to the Varied Industries Building at the Iowa State Fairgrounds November 4th and 5th. Doors open each day at 6 a.m. and patients are seen on a first-come, first-served basis. Dental professionals from across the state will provide cleanings, fillings, and other simple dental procedures. DART is offering free transportation to the fairgrounds for patients. For more information, go to iWomom.com. Like many of you, my home was hit by the storm recently. My roof had hail damage, and I knew there was one place to call. It's Trent Condon for Wolf Roofing. I've known the team at Wolf Roofing now for almost a decade. They're central Iowans that care about community and doing the job right. Go with a company that you know, a company from here. Go with Wolf Roofing. Set up your appointment at 515-225-8866. 225-8866 or online, Wolf Roof. I don't know about you, but when I'm going out, I want some good food. Not just frozen food thrown in a fryer. Get that good bar fare at Fat Charlie's in Urbandale. I want a beer? They got me covered. I want to catch the game? How about 50 TVs, including Thursday night football? If you're shut out at home, Fat Charlie's has you covered. Urbandale's upscale sports bar. It's Fat Charlie's just off 8035 on the Douglas exit. I'll see you at hc.com. Now back to Middlery Condon on 106.3 KXNO. 
Here's Ken and Trent. Hi, Millery Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. We're here until noon, Mr. Monday night, with an appearance still to come. Uh, let's talk Iowa State, shall we? Nick Olson joins us from 24-7 Sports, CycloneAlert.com, as we take a look back and a look forward to this Texas game. Hello, Nick Olson, Trent and Ken. Thanks for coming on. How are you? I'm doing really well, guys. I got to see some of my family here in Iowa this weekend, so I'm I'm doing well. How are you? Doing well. Good to good to hear that you're connected with family and spend a little bit of time with them. Uh, let's um, start with Colby Reader. Any anything definitively after the game? Probably a little too soon to uh, know the extent of his injury. Didn't look good. Uh, what uh, what if anything do you know on Reader, Nick? Yeah, so, you know, in, in kind of some general terms, I think Campbell kind of implied that he didn't feel that it was necessarily, you know, the word he used was like globally significant, which I, I think is his way of kind of saying like long-term uh, potentially for the year. I will say, I mean, initially it really didn't look good. Obviously he was able to move off on, you know, kind of some of his own power, but I can certainly get a, little bit of a clearer picture, you know, later today and, and into tomorrow when we get to speak with Campbell as well. Looking forward to that and finding out a little bit more injury situation. Always important as you make your way through the course of a football season. It's another week, and it's another conversation, though, about special teams. Seven years in, we've had this conversation every year. This is your first time on the beat, Nick, but you've seen the drum beat, and I'm sure you've talked to your brethren there on the beat year after year. What's it going to take for Matt Campbell to actually go out and hire a full-time special teams coach? Yeah, so I am learning, you know, a little bit more just of kind of some of the the issues that there have been before, right, and kind of some of the way that the games have really been decided yeah. by spots like that. We, we kind of saw it in the Kansas game. I guess what I would say is, you know, if it hasn't happened by this point, I, I think that they took a step in the right direction with kind of bringing on like a special teams analyst this season that does have experience, uh, you know, with major NFL teams and programs of that nature. But I'm just, I'm not sure that's necessarily directly in the cards if it hasn't happened by this point. You know, I, I think that it certainly speaks to some things being cleaned up and, you know, a lot of kind of confidence and work put in from the true freshman kicker, Jace Gilbert, to kind of come back mm-hmm. as he did over this weekend. But I just feel like, you know, from what people have told me and kind of looking back at things, there have been times that have been much, you know, kind of worse or more decided in seasons prior to this. And obviously it hasn't necessarily, uh, you know, happened yet. So I'm not really sure that's quite in the cards, at least, yeah, per se. Uh, you you mentioned Jace Gilbert. I think it was the best story of the weekend uh, at, at Jack Trice. The, his bounce back after you know the disappointing week. Uh, he's a freshman. Uh, you guys don't get to talk to him to kind of get his mindset because Campbell doesn't allow uh, the freshman to to meet with the media. He doesn't trust them or whatever. Uh, certainly his prerogative, but nonetheless, the young man. Um, Look, at it was just criticism. There's a lot of knuckleheads everywhere, right? But it wasn't, I don't think, to the extent that Campbell alluded it. But sadly, when he did, he kind of overshadowed what Jace Gilbert was able to do. Loved the fact that he, you know, he split the sticks right down the middle for the most part on all three of his kicks. And, you know, a perfect storybook ending would have been him getting an opportunity to win it at the end. That wasn't in the cards, but the three opportunities that he had, uh, he certainly made the most of them. 
Yeah, you know, I, I actually was just thinking and, you know, kind of writing about how perfect that could have been for Gilbert. I mean, he showed no issues or, you know, nerves, even in that big-time game and situation under the lights. And, yeah, it felt like Iowa State was really just, you know, that catch from Hutchinson and maybe 9 to 12 more yards away from kind of giving him that shot. So that certainly would have been, you know, really kind of a cool moment for him. But I felt like the work that he puts in, and you guys know, I've, I've thought pretty highly of this kid as an 18-year-old for a long time. I remember when he committed, that was one of my first commitments, you know, here, especially in that class and being able to kind of speak with him and knowing his athletic history and just the way that he carries himself. I knew that the rebound would come quickly, and I think that, the staff kind of showed their trust with him, obviously, you know, not making a move or, or anything like that and giving him those opportunities. I think that he showed that he certainly has the talent and confidence to do that. But as I've said a couple times, guys, in a game that was very, very much winnable for the Cyclones, it would have been kind of the perfect cherry on top, per se, for, for him to get that last opportunity deep in the fourth. Xavier Hutchinson, X has uh, got a lot of targets. He's an incredibly talented wide receiver. But it continues to feel like there's maybe too much reliance. Do you see it mm-hmm. that way, that this offense is just relying on Hutchinson too much and, and not spreading the ball around? And with it, maybe makes them a little bit easier to defend because they know in a big third and six, where are they looking? They're looking X's way. In a crosser, usually for yes. four yards. <laughs> right. Yeah, so I think that I, I understand why they want to get it to him so much. So to me... You know, uh, I'll answer kind of similarly. It's not necessarily the quantity of it, but I think it's those moments, kind of like you mentioned, on third downs, where I think that's a perfect time where if you've gotten it to Hutchinson consistently throughout the game or you're able to, you know, get the run game going a little bit, that's a perfect time to find a guy like Dimitri Stanley, who still has been able to kind of find those opportunities, take the top off the defense a little bit, stretch out the field. I think that's where I would certainly like to, you know, kind of try to find some more of the other talents. I know that Jalen Knoll, you know, has done a lot of good things for the program already. And I think he's got really all the talent, you know, possible at this point in his career. I think that there are chances for him to be featured a little bit more. And I think it comes down to just kind of relying on your guys as well. When you don't have a healthy Jirel Brock, clearly, as, as we yeah. kind of saw on Saturday. And, you know, Deckers is still, I, I think that he did some really good things mm-hmm. uh, Saturday, but he's still kind of trying to get back into that groove. I think it's just a point of kind of trusting, you know, your top guys. And I think he's still establishing that with some of those other players. I know that he feels he has it with Hutchinson. And I think X is, you know, a top really 8 to 10 receiver in the entire country. But that that surely would have been you know, a great way to end it, like I said, if he brought that fourth down conversion down, because then you do have a chance to kind of turn all that good progress into a victory on Saturday. Uh, this is the final game before the buyers. They hit Austin to take on Texas, who's playing as well as anybody in the conference right now. Nick, is uh, it seems like Norton is close, right? I mean, he dressed out on Saturday. It seemed like there was going to be you know, a chance that he was going to play. How do you think Campbell handles this, knowing that there's a buy-in from Does he just err on the side of caution and, and hold him out this week against Texas, have, let him have his bye week, and then bring him back for the stretch drive? How do you think that they will handle Cartavius Norton and his injury? Any insight into that? Yeah, you're spot on, Ken. I mean, 
him not playing lined up with a lot of what I had heard, you know, throughout the week. I, I heard that really all the injured guys were progressing, and I saw with my own eyes all of them warming up. You know, Cartavius, Malik Berdan, Easton Dean, who obviously played. Uh, and, and Norton looked decent in warm-up. So I think that what you said would make a lot of sense in terms of kind of taking the time with it, but I feel that if he is able to go full go at practice this week, I think he plays because I'll be shell-shocked if, you know, even if he does play, if Jirel Brock is 100% healthy after mm-hmm. kind of what we saw from him in that second half Saturday, you know that Iowa State needs as much kind of firepower as they can have against the Texas team, like you mentioned, playing as well as anyone in the country, really. And just from what I saw, you know, unofficially before the game, I thought there was a chance that, that Norton would potentially go just because of the way he'd been ramping things up. And I saw him kind of moving quickly. And when he was, you know, kind of walking even, he didn't look to have too much of, of a hitch or an issue or anything like that. So I would say if he's able to go full go, I do think they bring him on because with Texas, you need to keep that Longhorns offense off the field because they can do just about anything and anything well as they showed on Saturday. Uh, Nick Winters, uh, basketball media day at Iowa State for the men and the women. I didn't miss it, did I? Uh, no, I believe the women are today. I think that's this afternoon. And then we've we've got the uh, men's media day Wednesday and Big 12 media day next week in KC. Good stuff. Uh, Nick Olson, 24-7 SportsCycleAlert.com. He will have you covered. Uh, Nick, as always, thank you. Appreciate it. We'll uh, hear you on these airwaves uh, on Wednesday with the KXNO Drive as you join uh, Sean uh, and Heather on Wednesdays throughout the season. Thank you, Nick Olson. Appreciate it. And, you know, by the way, anything thank coming you. up you want to promote before we let you go? Yeah, we're going to be, you know, just kind of loaded with preview content as we've kind of been doing. So we'll have the podcast, the full written breakdown, and then basketball media day coverage will be a big one as well. Thank you very much. Good stuff, Nick. Thank you. We'll talk to you next week. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Yep, good to talk to you. Nick Olson on Iowa State. Mr. Monday Night, his pick. It's the Raiders and the Chiefs. He is next. It's Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. 210 4th Street. Joined by Dr. Kelsey Sawatsky from Elite Eye Care. Dr. Sawatsky, you can help people that have had issues wearing contacts with specialty contact lenses. What's cool about them is they can fit all sorts of different eyes. So if you have an eye disease or really high prescription and you can't wear soft contact lenses, we fit you in these specialty contact lenses that allow you to get clear vision and good comfort. If people are looking to give contacts another shot, tell where they can go. Come out to Elite Eye. You can visit our website, idoctordemoine.com. Thing.net. Trent Condon here from my good friends at Renner's Warehouse. Everyone's buzzing about the seller's market in Des Moines real estate. So now is a great time to sell your home, right? Wrong. Today, a lot of homes are being snatched up by Wall Street firms, and they're being turned into rental properties. Which begs the question, what do these Wall Street hucksters know about renting that you don't? Well, they're not dumb. They know renting's a lucrative, long-term investment. They know it delivers cash flow, appreciation, and tax benefits. And they know you'll sell your home to them instead of renting it out yourself. Except now you know better. Because the good people at Renner's Warehouse Des Moines have known about the benefits of renting for years. They can show you exactly why renting your home can be way better than selling it. And they can manage the entire process for you, bringing all the benefits of renting to you instead of selling them off to someone else. Say no to Wall Street and say yes to knowing. Call Renner's Warehouse Des Moines today at 515-528-4429 or renterswarehouse.com. That's Renner's. And Ames. 
Trent Condon here for the Urology Center of Iowa. Now's your chance to sit on the couch guilt-free all weekend long watching football while you heal after your vasectomy from the Urology Center of Iowa. The doctors there perform my procedure in less than a half hour. Make the call to 515-400-3550. That's 400 400- 3550 and online at iowauro.com. A guilt-free football watching weekend after your vasectomy from the Urology. You may have heard me talking this summer about Fat Charlie's coming soon to Urbandale. It's an upscale sports bar serving high-end favorites. Well, now it's open. Just off the Douglas exit on 8035, 121st Street in Urbandale, that's where you'll find Fat Charlie's. And you'll find cold beer, good drinks, and great food. Fat Charlie's now open in Urbandale. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. After the storms hit central Iowa recently, you see companies from all over the country come to Iowa to take advantage of Iowans' misfortune. They're here today, gone tomorrow. You want to stick with companies you know, companies like Wolf Roofing. You know Wolf Roofing will be here long after the storm. They've been here for over 25 years. Wolf Roofing and its employees are central Iowans just like you. When storms hit and misfortune happens, they take care of their own. Go to wolfroofing.net. Final segment here on a Monday, Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO, Ohio State, Iowa, big noon, big noon, I can't even say it with straight face, kickoff, you're just shaking your head. 27 nothing At the end of one? Oh, you think the Ohio State's going to do that to Iowa defense? Mm, sooner or later, they have some. Well, eventually, yeah, through. because I was going to be on the field for forty minutes, right? And, and that cast of receivers that the Buckeyes have—I agree with the nothing part. Yeah, the zero will be there. Right. All right, Mister Monday Night, you're you're on a roll when it comes to Monday Night Football. You locked in, so you must have got a number under seven, which you were shopping for for the Chiefs. Is my theory. Your theory is correct. Mr. Monday Night, 4-1 on the season, and we're going to the well tonight. Something Mr. Monday Night hates. Hates betting favorites. He'll do it tonight. Lay it. Seven is the number. If a a 6.5 pops, absolutely jump on. There is no chance it's getting a a 6.5. I'm seeing across the board it is pretty much all sevens right now. There's some juice. It's minus 120, Mm -hmm. minus 115 on Kansas City because of that. You're not getting a six and a half. Do it now before it gets back to seven and a half. Lay it with Kansas City. Vegas got their win last week. That was great. It's not happening again. I love them. I am playing all kinds of player props tonight. I am all about KC tonight. This is going to be a fun, fun night of football for those Chiefs fans. This is going to be an enjoyable one. And then we're going to come in and say, oh, let's take a look ahead. Buffalo, Kansas Ooh. City next week. Yeah, as good as it gets. Yes, well, please. Uh, as we look ahead, we'll be at Wells Fargo Arena tomorrow afternoon. The Minnesota, well, tomorrow during our show, the Minnesota Wild will be practicing tomorrow morning. It's free. It's open to the public. Go on down and see the big club. The Iowa Wild will practice as well, but the uh, 
but the big club is here for an open practice tomorrow. We will do our show live. That's it for us. Murph and Andy, uh, Emery Songer, and Steph Copley are here. Of course, uh, Heather and Sean at 3. Have a great day.